Hey there folks, welcome to MJ's Escape. wonder what we're going to be exploring today. Have you ever wanted to escape into someone else's life? Just for a little bit, just to get away from all of the issues you have going on in yours? I have, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. Today, we're talking about escaping into characters. Yes, we're talking D&D. And for all of my non-D&D folks, guys, hang around for a little bit. Give me a chance. I want to tell you about my characters that have helped me work through different issues and have helped me really expand my creativity and express myself in new ways. And I also want to share how that has helped me in real life dealing with what I am currently going through each and every day. So, D&D... Dungeons and Dragons, for those of you who are not familiar with it, is a tabletop role-playing game. And you can play it virtually, you can play it around a table with friends. Most of my games have taken place virtually, which has a different dynamic to it than being at a table. But at the same time, it opens up the world to who you can play with. The really cool thing about it being a role-playing game is that you get to create characters that can do incredible things, whether that's slay dragons, rob houses, be good, be bad, it's your choice. You want a character that's working through something, you can create it. You want a character that's dealing with trauma, trust me, that's what this game is made for. Most characters do have some sort of trauma or tragic event or something that has caused them to leave home and take on the adventuring lifestyle. So, let me start with my first character ever. My first character ever was a little gnome named Lilaid. She was a cleric. Well, cleric rogue. She likes to be sneaky, but she also likes to heal people. And she was extremely cute, especially when you consider the fact that she had big old pigtails that were bright bubblegum pink. And she was sassy and energetic. All the fun stuff. Let me tell you a short story about her. Probably one of my proudest moments for Lilaid was when the DM introduced a bright pink and black dragon. Now Lilaid has always wanted to have a dragon friend dragon pet would be even better but dragon friend yeah that would be really cool so she sees a bright bubblegum pink dragon and goes chasing after it sneaks away from her party chases down the dragon and goes yo 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 dragon 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 hey I'm pink you're pink let's be friends now my party that is with me at the table, they're kind of going, what? What is she doing? But their characters don't know that I've run off yet. So that's another fun element of getting to play the game is <laughs> keeping meta gaming out of it. But yeah, so I end up having a conversation with this dragon and realize, oh, you're an evil dragon. That's a shame. And... Instead of being friends, it wants me to basically be its slave. Mm, Lil Aid, 
doesn't do servitude, slavery. Nope. Not Little Aid's thing. So, she's like, all right, well, um, you know what? Yeah. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll sign up for this. But I, um, we're going to go flying, so I, I kind of need to um, cast a spell on myself to protect myself, if that's all right. And I was like, yeah, 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 sure, that's that's fine. And it's like, so I cast a spell on myself to protect me if I fall. Then I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm a little bit scared of heights. Can I can I tie this rope around your neck just so that, you know, I could have something to hold on to because you are kind of spiky. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. So I, I have a 50-foot rope. So I tie it around this dragon's neck like four times. And then I climb on the back and tie myself to the dragon's neck. And we take off flying. A couple rounds later, my party is catching up. And as soon as my dragon friend sees the party members chasing it, it decides it's going to dash and double its speed. And I decided, mm, no, let's not do that. And I cast Spirit Guardians. This is a spell that creates little itty-bitty spirit guardians of whatever shape and form that you want. They're basically like your ancestral spirits that form around you for 15 feet and attack anything that you feel is an enemy. And it also slows down their movement in half. So I cast this as, you know, my party is chasing because they've realized I've run off. DM thinks I've gone evil. Everyone at the table thinks I've gone evil. And the DM looks at me when I cast it. He goes, okay, well, who do you consider to be your enemy? And I just look at him and go, the dragon, of course. <laughs> I love the look on everybody's face. Like, what? I actually fooled them all. Like, come on. I'm, I'm, I'm chaotic. I'm not evil. Let, let's get this straight. And so a whole fight ensued with the dragon because little late thought was you know what mr dragon you had the opportunity to be good you chose to be evil and therefore you don't belong here bye but yeah little late it was just so much fun and so much energy and what most people wouldn't know is that while i was pouring myself into this very energetic very happy friendly trusting character i was battling with postpartum depression which meant in real life, I'm sitting there having the whole argument over not getting enough done in the house and just all the anxieties, all the weight, all of it. If you've been there, you know. So getting to escape into Little Aid's head for four hours a week was a vacation. <laughs> I guess that's one of the best ways to describe it. It was a mental vacation. Because I was able to get into Little Aid's character so that I focused on her issues. And whether that was matchmaking a couple of the party members or, you know, shaking some common sense into some others and some manners into another. I mean, I got to focus on that instead of, oh my god, I'm so tired. Oh gosh, all I want to do is sleep. I don't want to get up. I don't want to deal with this. Like, all of those thoughts. And that small four hours a week really helped me break out of that. Next up, we have Ictus. 
Ictus is a goblin of the big fishy tribe. Now, um, if you know your languages, you also probably caught that Ictus means fish. So I always have fun with that one. But Ictus was called Itchy by all of her friends. And that was because probably her best friend in the world, even though she would not say it was her best friend, was Poison Oak. So anytime that she got into grass, forest, fields, anything, she would get into Poison Oak and was constantly Itchy, hence the name. Now, Itchy was also a monk. So she got to run up to things and just go, ah, yeah, hi-yah, and I kick it. Name that movie. But anyway, she was fun because she was, once again, had lots of energy. Um, but it was a different type of energy than Lil Aid. And also, her character... I basically had fun with her because she was a monk. So she's supposed to wear specific robes and supposed to look all scholarly and kind of like that. And, uh, yeah, no, itchy from a distance looked like she was pulling it off. But when you got in close, you realized her robes were inside out. Her pants were like covered in mud. Her shoes were untied. Um, the perfect little monk bun was messy and falling apart. And it was really just this idea of this character that, oh my gosh, I'm just trying so hard to get it right. I can't seem to get it right, but I'm still just giving it my best shot. You know what? I don't care if I'm falling apart because I'm here. And <laughs> that's right now, that's the best I got is the fact that I am here. And that was me working through the fact that, you know what, on a day-to-day -day basis, sometimes the best I've got is, hey, I'm here. <laughs> like, yeah, my hair's up in a messy bun. Yes, I am still in pajamas. Those type days, yes, but I am here. I am here. I am present. You, you can think I've got it all together. Go for it. I will do my best to show you that I do have it all put together. But we all can just you know, accept the truth that no, I, I am nowhere close to having it all together. That was itchy. And I got to really just kind of have fun with that and work out a lot of those, you know, tendencies to try for perfection with itchy. And next up, we have Willa. Willa is my half elf ranger. And she is a character that I had trouble with because my husband came up to me and goes, hey, we're starting a new campaign, so you need a new character. And I just looked up at him and went, excuse me, what? A new campaign? I'm sorry, what? What? No? I'm too busy. He's like, oh, come on. It just, it's easy. Just come on. Create a new character. So I created a new character. Her backstory? She has amnesia. Yep, that was what I went with. About an hour later, I sat down and actually wrote a couple paragraphs of what her backstory was, if she could remember it. But yeah, I was creatively dead for that character. And it actually kind of turned out to be a great thing because as a ranger, she was all about survival. 
and instinct. So she's a great damage dealer. But I left her personality very blank. She didn't trust all that easily. But if you had a mutual goal, all right, sure. I'll stick with you. That's the job. But ultimately, she had the understanding that life was surviving because she didn't know any different. She was 15 when she lost her memory. And she had all of the skills to fight and attack and slay and kill and all of that stuff. But, you know, normal things like conversations and friends. Nope. She didn't have them. So it was interesting getting to play her. And then, eventually, she got her memories back. And then I got to play her actually realizing, oh, I've lost five years. You know, I'm 20 now. And 20 versus 15 with all your memories, that's that's pretty different. But I actually got to start pulling out her personality. And yeah, there had been things that had changed but there was still just this idea of changing from survival and instinct to actually enjoying life. And that was really helpful for me because in real life, we have had those times, we as in my family, have had those times where it, it's been survival-based. Um, whether it was because of a loss of a job or the depression, or just emotional exhaustion. You know, there are days when my husband would get home and he'd be like, Hey, how's it going? What'd you, what'd you get done today? And I would just look at him and be like, everyone's breathing. Everyone's breathing. We're, we're still here. We're, everyone's breathing. And that was a celebration for us, is that everybody was just breathing by the end of the day. Because it was that hard for me to get through the day, and I was simply on survival mode. And it has taken me years to get out of that mode. And then all of a sudden I realize I'm out of it, and I'm like, oh, oh, okay. So having Willa as a character go through that same thing was really interesting because I got to work through some of those emotions that I don't think I had really acknowledged and that was very healthy. So next up, we have Callie. Callie is my druid. And druids, for those of you who don't know, are shape changers. So they can change into different beast forms. Callie's favorite form is a black wolf. Now there's a specific reason for this. And that is because in real life, Callie was the last pet that my mom bought for us as a family before she died. And that Callie was a black flat coated retriever and she passed away I guess two years ago now and 
when it came time to do a druid, I was like, all right, yep, we're, we're doing this. We're going for Callie. And she is a trusting, open-hearted individual. She's young. She's only 18. And she is on mission to go find a husband to lead her druid tribe as she is the daughter of the chief of the tribe. So if she was a boy, she would be taking over as leader, but her father doesn't believe that she is capable or that any female is capable. So she is on mission to go basically find a guy and bring him back to lead. And her mentor, the tribe oracle, basically said, no, listen to your heart instead. Don't do what your father has told you. Listen to your heart. And so she is on this journey of finding herself and trying to prove that she is worthy of the title that she wants. And she's getting there. She's learning some tough lessons along the way. Betrayal and friendship, all kinds of things. So yeah, she's an interesting one. And it's been interesting to get to play her because in my life, I have always strived to meet everyone else's expectations and to actually have a character that that's the same way that, you know, she's been raised and be given the freedom just to be like, nah, no, we're not doing this. And incredibly, all of the players in that campaign, most of them are very, we'll say rebellious. Rebellious is a good term for them. So as someone that has always followed the rules, but never wanted to follow the rules, it's really fun to get to play that character that is now, oh, I don't have to follow the rules. I'm not going to follow the rules. Okay, we're going to do this the right way. And I'm going to lead my tribe without a man at my side. So it, it's really fun to kind of throw myself into that character and get in her head and be a little rebellious. Like, that's fun. It, it, it's fun. I, I haven't been too rebellious in my real life, so. Next up is Evie. Evie is an ASMR. And simply put, that means that she has angel blood. So she can pop out wings and have some really cool powers. I haven't gotten to play her a lot. I really wish I could play her more because she's the one that my heart connected with. Evie is a life cleric which means that she is devoted to saving lives. And I took that a step further with her because it wasn't just about the health of life, you know, keeping up hit points and making sure you're actually staying alive. For Evie, that meant the love of life. So when she met characters who had been through these tragedies and just these horrible things. Evie is a character that would just want to reach out and be like, no, 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 I'm going to go back into your past and remove you from this so that you don't suffer this pain. But then she has to realize, no, they lived that struggle for a reason. They made it out of that struggle for a reason. So now... I'm entering in and my goal is to help you get out of the pain from that struggle. 
And I do apologize if I jump back and forth between using Evie and her and using me and I. All the pronouns. I get into these character heads and they become myself. But Evie, she wanted people to understand that you made it through the struggle. And you are where you are today for a reason. But if you are not able to accept and love the person you are, where you are, Evie's going to do what she can to help get you to that point. It's her calling. It's her mission. As I said, I connected with her on a heart level because I see that in so many people that I meet just that they're struggling. And I just kind of want to pull them out of their struggle and just say, okay, all right, breathe, breathe, breathe. You're okay. Now let's get back to the fight and just help them through that because I've been through those struggles that I just want someone to take the struggle away from me and just say, okay, I'm done. I'm good. I don't have to prove that I'm strong anymore. Just we're good. Take it away. And of course, no one does that. So I have to work through that struggle. And then I get to the other side and I realize, yes, I am stronger for it. But it takes a while to actually be grateful for that struggle and grateful for who it made me. So there are a lot of other characters that I have played, especially for my D&D podcast, which is D&D in Big D. I'm not going to go into any of those characters just because there are so many of them. But I wanted to share that with those characters, I always try to find a way to have something that is creatively different. So one of the classes that you can play in D&D is a barbarian. And basically, they rage, they get angry, and they deal lots and lots and lots of damage. And while they're raging, they also take like half the amount of damage. And of course, everyone typically plays a barbarian when they're going into their rage as getting angry. And I was like, you know what? I want to play a barbarian. I don't want to play one that's just angry and blood and all of that. I want to play something different. So I created an anime style barbarian. And I basically think the unicorn from the Lego movie or Powderpuff Girls. Like think that. That's basically what I did. And I'm constantly trying to find things like that that just flip things around and make you think differently. All of those have just been fun to play and there's always something new that you never quite know what you're going to discover. So I will introduce one more character to you. But in truth, she kind of needs to introduce herself. So without further ado, <clears throat> meet Squeakers. Oh, hi, it's my turn. Hi, I'm Squeakers. I am a halfling and I have a big old brown ponytail on the back of my head. It kind of looks like a squirrel's tail, apparently. Um, but I gotta say, I love coffee and donuts. It is my dream to have a donut shop. We're gonna call it Hole in the Wall. And you get to pick up all your donuts out of a hole in the wall. I just think it's just a cool idea and a fun concept. I have coffee with me everywhere I go, if you can't tell, just because I have to have my coffee. Coffee, 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 and donuts. Yummy. Best food in the world. 
that's that's squeakers squeakers is a wizard and she loves her one-liners and she loves her coffee and donuts i recently just got to do a one shot with her and she i went to cast fireball which when you hear fireball this is something that tends to strike fear into everyone's heart <laughs> because it is literally a fireball that it consumes a 20 foot sphere that's 20 feet tall 20 feet wide yeah um and it typically does lots of damage now on this one shot um it did not do a lot of damage mm -mm, mm -mm. no um like the damage was absolutely horrible as she was casting it she had this one liner that was like you know what makes everything better fried that was squeakers and when that didn't work, she decided to cast a different spell called Shatter, which basically causes things to be like a vase that got dropped on the floor. It causes them to shatter. And so as she was casting this one, she goes, oh, so you don't like fried? Okay, have a crumble. And of course, one of the fun things about her is that um, even if her friendly players are within the radius of these very big dangerous spells uh she has this ability to sculpt spells so that they don't get hurt so yeah i caused players at the table to get a little bit nervous and then i'm like oh yeah sculpt spell don't worry about it and they're like oh okay so that's the fun thing there but squeakers has so much energy and sarcasm but she's also just a bit ditzy which is fun and it kind of one of those things of one time a player said okay well we have to be all on our toes and she was like be on our toes and he's like yeah you know be sneaky be ready and she's like okay so now anytime someone says all right we have to be sneaky she starts walking around on tiptoe just because that's what she interpreted be on your toes to mean and i'm just keeping with that for as long as I can but that's all the characters I'm going to introduce you to I know that was a whole lot and y'all are probably going oh my god this this lady is crazy well guys here's the thing none of us are one-dimensional all of us have different aspects to our personalities to our feelings and when we shut those down so that we only try to fit one dimension we only try to meet one person's expectations of who they think we are and we're not truly being who we are we're losing we're losing a lot getting to play these different characters with their different personalities with their different emotions getting to go through everything that they go through from deaths and resurrections and victories and failures betrayals friendships all of those it has made me a more confident person in real life it has given me the ability to work through my emotions better which I can tell you my husband is very very grateful for but there is just so much there that if you can take the time to dig into your creativity this is something that so many of us go no I just don't have time for it trust me you need to make time for it. 
I'm not saying go jump into a D&D game. Granted, if you want to do that, I will help find you a D&D game. I think it's something that if you like having fun and you like playing games, then you would probably enjoy this. But if that's not your cup of tea, don't worry about it. If your thing is painting, if your thing is writing songs, writing lyrics, writing poetry, even if it's reading a book, and I'm not talking about a self-help book. I'm not talking about an education book. I am talking about a book that purely fuels your imagination. Okay? That, that, that's the type of book I'm talking about. If that is your cup of tea, or your coffee, or your donut, whatever, go do it. Set some time aside and let your imagination go. Trust me, you will be better off for it. We live every day so focused on work, goal-oriented, and everything else, and we shut down that creative side of us, that it stresses us out. And when you hold a muscle under tension for too long, it's going to give up. It's going to give out. So when you find yourself burning out at work, when you find yourself at home completely burned out from chores, take the time to give yourself a break and do something fun. Do something that will fuel you because you can't keep going on everything else if you're on empty. That's what I've got for you today. So thanks for hanging around, listening to all of my crazy characters. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned something. Thank you so much for escaping with me today. And I will talk to you next time. Bye.